Hello and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. My name is Kimberly Scott. Industry Celebrities is a podcast where I interview professionals in any industry, doesn't matter what industry you're in. I would like to state that because people think uh, it's only in one certain industry and it's not. And I ask them about their passions, their industry, and they give a, a little bit of advice to their younger self, which we could all use, um, at least I can. Still, a lot of it I can use. If you would love to hear other episodes or just like to check it out and see what this is about, please go to thatkimberly.com where you can choose to listen on just about any platform. Okay, now that I got that out of the way, let me welcome today's guest, Rachel Ani. Hello, hello. Hello, Rachel. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself please. So my name is Rachel. Okay. Texas girl at heart. Born here. Lived here all my life. Dallas, Fort Worth all your life. I was born in Houston. Okay. But we forget that little bit. You don't claim thing. that part. I mean, it was I a lot of family there. I love Houston, but Dallas is my... Okay. That's your home. Got it. Love, no pride, and joy, but Texas wins at the end, right? Yes, absolutely. Texas girls. So sure. Texas girls yes. at the end of that. I'm a hairstylist and makeup artist at Salon D ah. in Dallas. And... Oh gosh, I've done this officially since 2007, but Offici I've done a little bit of hair and makeup kind of all throughout my life. It just okay. took me a minute to realize. That's what you wanted to do. That's what I needed to be doing with my life. And you say officially, like, did you Went know? to hair school, oh, okay. started the process to be licensed because I'm hardcore believer in that everyone should be a professional. Absolutely. Get in their industry. In, yes, absolutely. Did you fall into it? Did you you know, see something that excited you about it? Or did you did you know since the time you were five and you're playing with the Barbie dolls or <laughs> toys, whatever it was? You know, I think every little girl plays with her Barbies uh -huh. and you play with their hair and you play with your friend's hair and your mom's hair and you want to do your grandma's hair. So there was a lot of that in my youth. I grew up wanting to be on the stage. I wanted to sing, I wanted to act. It's what I did all throughout middle school and high school. It was very competitive. I went to a very small, private schools, so Theater One kids were part of production ah. first before they were on the stage. So we all had to learn the aspects of how you put on a production, whether yeah. it was lighting, stage, sound, everything. stage management. And I was like, well, those all bore me. I'm going to do hair and makeup, right? Because <laughs> I want to make things back. look pretty, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <absolutely> it. <laughs> pretty ugly, it depends, because yeah. on stage, you're not exactly doing yeah, things perfect. for yeah. you wanted beauty. You're correct. doing things for the sake the of the audience. Yeah. Good and point <laughs> when it comes to theater. Yeah, yes. especially when you have to learn how to draw on crow's feet and do some special effects stuff ah, and things like okay. that. So I enjoyed that so much when we did the types of plays that we did. And at some point down the road, I was on the stage, right? Mm -hmm. But I would still do my own makeup and a few of my friends, you know, depending on what genre the play was in, whether you were doing something in the 1940s or you were doing Pride and Prejudice, you have to look into the history of what did people look like, what suited that time frame. Yeah, so you're putting so together the right... So you do a little right, bit of hair yeah. as well. And I think it was my senior year of high school where I was like, you know, as much as I love theater and music mm -hmm. and the stage, I don't want to be a starving artist. <laughs> and I knew so many talented individuals from theater, from music that Yes. Never made it anywhere. Yeah. And it's not for lack of talent, it's because they didn't have the connections. Yeah. They didn't know discovered, the right person. Yeah. Or you have to questionably climb the totem poles of mm -hmm. the entertainment world. I knew that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. 
which left me at this loss of, well, what do I do? That's what I always thought I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't want to be a vocal teacher and I didn't want to be a theater teacher mm -hmm. because I was like, I don't want to teach. I don't mm -hmm. want to be in high school. I don't want to do collegiate Those, yeah. teaching. That's just not, I know that's not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So what's left to me? So I went to UNT in 2002 after I graduated and started with my basics. And I was like, well, I like TV. It's like, let's think about broadcast journalism. They're on TV, but then you realize that you're not exactly going to be a news anchor mm -hmm. right away. You're yeah. going to start off at the bottom yeah. of the totem <laughs> pole, <laughs> like you do in every industry. Yes, and I was like, industry. but I don't like that bottom of the totem pole. That's not the climb I want to make. Yeah. So that quickly went away. And 2003 rolled around. I'd finished my freshman year, and Salon D was losing a receptionist. And my uncle, Artem, who owns Salon D, was like, you know, hey, I know you're looking for a part-time job while you're going to UNT. I need a receptionist. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I'll do it in the summer. We'll yes. see where it goes. Well, because I had a makeup background also, I started to do makeup at yeah. Salon D. So I would do a lot of weddings, a lot of proms. Any other special occasion that someone had, I would do makeup for. Mm -hmm. And I started to build my really extensive makeup kit. And there was a part of me where I was like, wow, I wish I could just go to makeup school. And there's like the Makeup Forever Academy in Paris and so many other amazing You mean you just don't learn on YouTube? <laughs> this, is, this is prior <laughs> to people okay, thinking okay. they were professionals on okay, YouTube. Okay, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> but, you know, there's no student aid for... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your dream school in Paris. Yeah. So second major change, third major change, the years are going by and I just felt lost because the things that I love, I didn't want the career that fell afterwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah. as much as I love music, as much as I love literature and as much as I love theater, I knew I didn't want to teach those subjects. And one weekend, I think it was like 2006. After you'd already been here. You know, I'm working here the whole oh, time right. I'm okay. at UNT. Okay. Like, I haven't gone. It's so, like every other day, like one day I was like, in Denton and one day I was okay, here. Because so, I commuted. I didn't live at the University of North Texas. And one weekend I worked this wedding with a hairstylist. She doesn't work here anymore. And we were in downtown and she ran behind. So I had gotten all the makeup that I was allotted to do that day done with. And I started doing updos. And it was a really busy Saturday. It was a big makeup and hair party. And I left thinking, wow, I worked, I had a great time working, uh -huh. I'm done with work when I leave, and I made it's a great yeah. amount of money for that day. Uh -huh. Why am I not doing this? I'm good at it, I enjoy it, mm -hmm. I look forward to doing it. Yeah, your uncle owns a salon. Well, right, <laughs> and, 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 and even, even my great uncle owns a oh, salon okay. in New yeah. York. So like, I have a family of... Come from the background. That are, you yeah, that never thought about it? Not on an official, like, Rachel's going to grow up and be the best hairstylist <laughs> in the world. That was not yeah. what I thought yeah, of. Yeah. And it was just, you know, so I thought about it that weekend. And I think that Monday I went into my accounting class because my last major change was business. Because, you know, they tell you you can do anything with a business yes. degree, right? <laughs> I, I, that's a whole other podcast. But yeah. <laughs> and I, like, sat there in this class. And all I felt like was that guy in office space where he was just, droning on and like in the cubicle and just stuck and I was like this is not who I am I yeah. cannot do this yeah so I withdrew and I never went back and my parents were very unhappy with me 
because I went to private school for so many years and yeah. you know and I how long were they unhappy do you think that because it was just such a quick sudden change I mean because you maybe had tried some other things before I think just because they spent so much investing in my education mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong once you learn something you learn something mm -hmm. so it's not like oh I put my kid in private school you know, I expected her to go to college and to be like everyone does, like be mm -hmm. a lawyer, be a doctor, be successful, because we look at these titles of these industries and equate them to success because mm -hmm. of the amount of money that they make. Correct. But money isn't everything. I believe, correct, absolutely. And if you truly <laughs> do something you love, yeah. the money does come, yeah. but it's not it's immediate. Not, correct. You know? Or it could be, but it's not work it's to not you. It's not work. In, in my opinion, that's I mean, why I feel if you love is, what you do. It is, but it's not like I go home miserable every day correct. with, God, I gotta go to the office again and I gotta do something that just brings me no joy. Correct. Some people have the ability to do that. I can't. Yeah. I have to love what I do. Me too. Or I won't do it. Yeah. I'm, I agree with you. <laughs> you know, and I, I remember my dad, because I think by the time I graduated, it was 2008. He's like, Rachel, we're in a terrible recession. This is a horrible time to try to build something that people see as a luxury that's frivolous when wow. it comes to a lot of the services we get as women, right? They're not yeah. necessarily like, I need this for my job. A lot of it is to make us feel better about ourselves mm -hmm. and whatnot. But you know, my answer to him was, if I can build a business and a clientele starting in 08 in a mm -hmm. terrible recession, because people do need their hair done. Yeah. I have to look professional for work. Absolutely. Then I'll be fine down the road. Yeah, yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And <laughs> it's 2019 and I'm doing very well for myself. Yeah. And I've done a lot of amazing things with my career. Yeah, awesome. So you had the epiphany that you wanted to pursue more than just makeup. Uh, you right. wanted to start doing hair. So what was the first step you took to going down that route 100%? So working at Salon D. Mm -hmm. By this time you're, you're a receptionist. Right, but, but I'm doing a lot of makeup, makeup right? Okay. And I got to see some of the best of my industry mm -hmm. at their craft. Mm -hmm. I work in a salon of very successful stylists that have excellent careers and clientele. So it was inspiring to see, yes. to have that privilege. To and be around those people and to right, see them. Right, because you are the environment you put yourself in. Yeah. And my uncle always did an apprentice program mm. while I was working at the salon. He always had an assistant, but then it grew into, I want to grow this assistant into becoming a, a successful stylist. So I would see a lot of now my coworkers who apprenticed under him as well, and I would watch their success yeah. and how he mentored them and groomed them into mm -hmm. the stylists that they are today. Yeah, and which I think is amazing. I, I definitely, you know, you every know, industry has some sort of that, you know, yeah. a lawyer does an internship, a doctor does a residency. I mean, even in the hair industry, I think that is a very important thing because yeah. it's very different to learn something in school and then to learn real life application. Mm -hmm. So I watched a few of my friends go to hair school and come into their own. And I was like, all right. I'm going to do it. This cool. is what I want to do. And I got to see the different schools and the methods from these different apprentices. So mm -hmm. I decided I wanted to go to Paul Mitchell after that because I had quite a few of my friends go there and get a really well-rounded education because they didn't make you choose cut or color. Mm. You got to learn everything. So, Because some schools make you choose cut or color back then they did? They'll teach it to you, okay. but you know, in some, like Tony and Guy, once you're in the salon, you're either a colorist 
or you're someone who cuts. Oh, okay. And I didn't want to limit myself yeah. in that way in the beginning. I think it's one thing down the road if you choose to specialize in something and to mm -hmm. only do that. But starting out, I feel like you do need to know the foundations and basis of everything and yeah. improve yourself in all aspects yeah. of your career. That's in any career, I, I agree. So I went to Paul Mitchell and the way hair school works in Texas currently is you're contracted 1500 hours mm -hmm. to graduate before you graduate and you can take your exams for your license. They contract you for a year. I got mine done in about 10 months because oh. I was in and out like yeah. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew where I wanted to work. So I would go to school every day and I would come work at the salon at night. I would do the reception work in the evening. Mondays were my days off, but I would work at the salon. There was a lot of times I brought my friends up to the salon while I was in school. So Artem would show me, you know, this is the salon way to highlight. This is mm -hmm. what we need to do to get you ahead of the game. Yeah. That's always, that was, sounds to be very helpful and. It was. And it was, sped up your track. It did speed up my into. track. I got into the honors program at Paul Mitchell a lot sooner than <laughs> yeah. probably I should have, but I loved it. And hair school was that perfect adage of, you know, find the job you want to do that you would do for free because mm -hmm. you would go to school every day after you were out of your classroom and you would do hair on these people in hair school mm -hmm. and we didn't get paid for that that was a part of my education uh, but I still woke up excited yeah to go do whatever it is that was on my schedule that day yeah you know yeah so speaking of excited what do you enjoy the most about being in the beauty industry I should say my favorite thing outside of like the beauty we create is that everyone's just so happy and excited to see you. You don't look <laughs> at your hairstylist like you do, unfortunately, like a dentist. Correct. I was gonna. <laughs> or certain other doctor appointments. That Gynecologist. Not everyone, <laughs> you know. Even I if mean, you like them. <laughs> even if yeah. you like them, it's nothing personal. It's yeah, just not absolutely. the same comfort level. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. and you build relationships with your clients. For These sure. are people you see every three, four, five, six weeks, mm -hmm. and you get to see them throughout the years. You get to see their children grow up, their children sit in your chair. Yeah. You know, I've got a great amount of kids that are graduating this year that Aww. I've known since they were like in so, fifth grade. Since so they so, could come and get their you know, haircut. In, yeah. yeah, they got their haircuts with me. They, I got to see their first proms, their first highlights, and you get to hear about all the good things. Sometimes the not yeah. great things in a person's life, but it's nice that in an hour or two, you get to have this connection with someone. Yeah. And you're an important individual in their yeah. life. They're happy when they come in to see you and they're happy when they leave. Well, we if you're doing so. your job. <laughs> we hope so. We hope that they're Correct. happy when they leave. But that's what we strive yeah, for, absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. I think somebody that in any craft or any industry, if they're proud of and they're excited about what they do, they do want you to leave feeling happy and satisfied. Yes. So I, I'm definitely, knowing you personally, yes, I, I do see that in you as well as your uncle. And it's that. nice in the sense also that I get to do something different, not just every day, but even within an hour. Yeah. You know, every, I'm not yes. doing the same thing over and over. And even if it is, okay, you know, I'm doing a highlight every day, but the highlight is different because of the person I'm doing it mm -hmm. on. And the color and the style, everything and is going to be different about all of it. Our industry is big on education and improving yourself. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's also, awesome. That is definitely very fulfilling. Yes. I can see being around you all, everybody is very happy. You know, everybody is excited to be at work. You know, like you said, your clients are excited to see you. Yes. So I can definitely see how that brings joy to someone's life. Or being in a career like that would definitely bring you an individual like yourself joy. Then you get to have purple hair. That, yes. <laughs> itself is you get amazing. To 
be yourself. That yes. is another quintessential amazing thing about yes. our industry. There isn't a judgment on what you look like, what your hair color is, mm -hmm. whether you're tattooed or not, or not, yeah. or who you love or not. We're mm -hmm. so accepting of the humanity of mm -hmm. us all. And yeah. Like, and being you, just right. doing you and being you, whatever that looks like is exactly. awesome. Yeah. So what would you tell somebody that wanted to get into the beauty industry? Be prepared to work because it isn't easy. <laughs> Good it's not easy. You're not yeah. going to get this fantastic clientele that just yeah. popped up out of nowhere. But I think that's true to all things in life. Yeah. You have to work and reap the benefit of yeah. that work. Yeah. I mean, be prepared to get out of your box. Mm -hmm. Take a class that you're not as comfortable with. Learn, improve yourself. Would you recommend somebody going to, like you did, even though yours was more because Artem needed a receptionist, would you say somebody to go do that? Like go be a receptionist yes. or go be like shampooist? Is that right. the correct title? A, a shampoo a sh tech. Okay, because tech. in Texas you no longer need a license to shampoo. Okay. I've had quite a few of my clients who are now in the industry, you know, asking, you know, hey, how did you end up here? Because I got to see them before they went off to college and then they ended up going to cosmetology school. Okay. You know, and it wasn't like a one little sentence email I wrote him. I wrote him like a page long email of what my yeah. life has been and give yourself the opportunity to sample any industry you're interested in. Whatever it is. Group, so yes. yeah. Become a receptionist at a high end salon. See how it works. Yeah. Maybe shampoo hair. Mm -hmm. See how all that plays out. Mm -hmm. Watch the real life aspect of what it is and not yeah. just the Hollywood magic that we mm -hmm. see of what our industry is yeah. portrayed at because that's a completely different road. Yes, for sure. Absolutely, I could see um, that. So I recommend someone mm -hmm. to absolutely sample the industry that they're interested in, regardless mm -hmm. of what it is. Because even within the hair and makeup world, there's what a normal stylist and cosmetologist does behind the chair. But then there's other avenues. You can be someone who is strictly a bridal professional. You could be someone who strictly works for productions and print. You can go down the road of film. So it's very segmented if you want it to be. If you want it to be. Okay. And once you're in that industry, you kind of almost have to pick which road do you want to take because it. it's not possible to do all of it and all of it well. Mm -hmm. You know, like a doctor has to eventually pick his path, whether yeah. he's a general practitioner or so he is some, a a pediatrician, etc. You know, you kind of have to pick your focus once you realize there's all these paths. Once you get licensed and you're now stepping out there in the world, you need to pick right. a path. You need to pick a path, but before you get to that point, work in a salon and see what it's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe work at a makeup company, like a professional makeup company and see what's it like, yeah. what do they teach for their classes? Go on go on set somewhere. They're always willing to take some you know, intern free extras, like, extras assistance, yeah, assistance to help out. Make sure it's something you're excited really about. excited about because you work long hours, no matter what. They're definitely you stand all day. Yes, you stand all day. And same, I'm sure if you were to be out in the field, it would be a sit down type of right. And where you and I can chat, maybe in the chair when I'm highlighting your hair when you're on set. It's not about you chatting with people. It's about being quiet. It's about getting the job done. It's about mm -hmm. being called when they need you, not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That freedom and autonomy that you would necessarily have in your station at your chair. Yeah, yeah. So know that before you get into that. Yes. For sure. Well, that's great advice. Well, now, speaking of advice, what advice would you give to your younger self? 
because that's my one standing question for this podcast. Take the time to really explore your options. Don't just follow someone's cookie cutter mold they put out for your life. Hmm, that's a good one. You know, because <laughs> I think we're all raised to like, you get up, you go to school, everyone has to go to college. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that anymore, but yes, correct. I have like seen I said, that. education isn't a waste. Always improve yourself. Yeah. But instead of thinking I need to go to college, start thinking maybe when you're younger, what career do I want? Mm -hmm. yeah. And what's it going to take to get me there? Mm -hmm. And not just, you know, the dollar amount that goes with that career. What is the commitment to that career? Like, am I going to have to work my desk job and then take work home with me? Mm -hmm. Is that something you want? Does that coincide with you wanting a family? What are the goals that you have for your life? Yeah. And what best fits that for you? Because yeah. what's happiness to me might not be happiness to you. Absolutely. That is and very true. No one should tell you mm -hmm. how you feel your happiness should be or what it takes for you to be successful. Correct. I think that's a hard lesson for any younger self, right? To, and especially from the, the generation, we're kind of sort of close to the same age, right? Yes. Right. I think so. <laughs> I think we are. I feel like the tides are changing where it is about our happiness and it is about figuring it out. Not necessarily school is the first thing to go and do, but to try different things, taste it. I feel like parents are becoming more understanding in that. And there's more resources where maybe right. it's not immediate school or trade school or college. There's all different, you know, you can go online to YouTube, you can get a lot of online certifications and so many different things. So I feel right. with all those things in mind, things are changing, you know. It's um, finding work-life balance. Yes, for sure. And I what don't makes you happy? think and what makes that's you happy? something that people promote well when you're young. I didn't feel that way in yeah. high school. It was always about take your SATs, get your best score, you gotta do these things, you have to do these things, you have to go to this, mm -hmm. and then after you get your bachelor's, go get your graduate, but to what end? Yeah. Take the time to figure that out for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And be your own best advocate, do your research. Do you think it had anything to do with being from a, like, immigrant family, or, because my mom's Latin. Yes, so my mom's from Lebanon. Okay, so maybe. And we're Armenian. My okay. dad is an Armenian raised here as well. Okay. So, both so my what parents I was are very at. Armenian. So culturally, yes. So do you think it's a cultural thing? Because In part, absolutely. Because a lot of, whether it's Armenian, Latin, whatever. Whatever it is. A lot of other countries and a lot of other cultures place such an importance on education correct. and bettering yourself because they want the best for their kids. Correct. They and want they worked really hard to get to where they're at to make sure that their children have the what best. What they have. Correct. And then they want you to take that and run with, with it, it and yeah. be more successful. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like I said, success is what you yeah. define it yeah. also. So, yeah, there, I think that was a difficult pill for my parents to swallow at first. Mm -hmm. Once you communicated with them, right, and showed them that you were serious about it too, do you think that's another thing? That, Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think people just tend to look at the industry of cosmetology and hair and makeup as a play industry, right? It's like, oh, you're just being a girl and you're just playing. Um, I don't know why it's not taken as a serious... Still? To this day? I think so, to some degree. Really? It's sad to me that it is, but... I mean, when I come in here, I see everybody, and maybe it's those who don't go to a professional salon, maybe. Or the know. type of salon, or, or the, the caliber right. of salon. Right, right. I've always gotten my hair done and my nails done, I guess, just because my, that was important to my mom. She believed in, you know, professionally looking, like you said, you know, professional. And every hairstylist I knew was a professional, you know. Right. And, you know, very dedicated. And it was definitely a career. It wasn't like a fly-by-night. Mm. But I think 
people just view success yeah. as you're making X dollars a year and above, and these are the industries that do that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's what those type of parents want to push you toward yeah. because they want you to have that level of success, to be the very best, to be someone, to be on the top, but you still have to be true to who you are inside. Yeah, for sure. And I agree. I feel like when you are and you work hard, that success will come. And mm -hmm. then it's not, oh, I'm climbing a totem pole. It's I'm doing better and I'm bettering myself and I hit this mile marker. What's next yeah. for me? Yeah. Great advice. Great perspective as well. So tell the audience a little bit about what you're doing new and also how they can connect with you. So yeah. what's new and different for me is what, I went to hair school in 2007, it's now 2019, and in 2018, I got my certification to be an educator for a extension company that I work with. Congratulations, and I thought you didn't want to be a teacher of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> Life is funny that way, yeah, right? I know, huh? So, I think my change of heart came because I didn't want to be that teacher like in high school where I was trying to be passionate about something mm -hmm. and I felt like I was wasting my time with people who didn't have that same love of a subject, Yeah. who just took an elective because that's what they needed just, to yeah. get their diploma. Mm -hmm. get the because hours in. I love something, I need people to love it the same way yeah. as me. And bless the teachers who can do that. That's I hard. wish there was more of them, yeah. I know I am not that person. Yeah. But I love what I do, and mm -hmm. I love doing extensions. It's a great transformation. I love the before and afters I post. It is. They're pretty cool. People and ask we all me if see... I have extensions, and I don't know if to take that a compliment or not. But because your hair looks so beautiful. Okay. okay. Well, but right. Yeah. But to your point is like there's an art to it. Like because when they're not done properly, right? You we can all tell. know the bad extensions. <laughs> Everyone can point out the bad ones, but <laughs> I take a little pride when I have clients of mine who come back to me and they're like, you know, no one ever knows I have extensions. That's awesome. And when I tell them, they always are like, what? Yeah. No way. That I would <laughs> never have known. So, yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah. And when I find that that's what people want to learn, I really enjoy teaching them, and I want to hone that craft yeah. for them. Because it is to make it look like seamless seamless and like it is the real hair like my hair's real not that mullet line Correct. <laughs> that's a good way to put it but yes you know not where the, the colors match yes, from roots to end where it's so, just perfect yeah. and seamless so i started that in october and it's been a lot of fun i've gotten to work a couple trade shows this year for them which is cool we've gotten to long beach we've gone to new york fun you know so we'll see where that path takes me yeah you never know so always stepping up the game is always stepping is, up the game that's exactly awesome. well how can people connect with you or if they're interested in knowing more this lovely thing of social media exists <gasps> what i know it and does? somehow i managed to get my name on all of my platforms so it's the rachel ani in whichever platform that's you awesome. like to use follow correct the Rachel Ani mm -hmm. that is the handle that is the handle that's literally the handle or they can always call the salon as well they can so. call the salon as well and I prefer them to do that because I have a few people direct message me on Instagram but I get way too busy and you don't want to neglect I don't want to neglect a couple days before you, you get to them if if I see it because sometimes if I'm not following them it's in that other inbox that I forget oh, that exists yeah. so please call the salon yeah. and schedule a consultation because that's <laughs> the best way I um, can or they can email to you too right they can email me yeah. but okay. it's easier I have a receptionist she gives me the notes she brings them to my station and I'm like oh I know this is important I have okay. a physical piece of paper yeah, you get a little my, old yeah, school quickly. that way so yeah. 
<laughs> good to know. <laughs> I'm an old soul. I can't help it. Oh, sometimes it's a good thing as long as you're learning and growing. Then you're not necessarily old school. Well, you're, it's just you're hard because evolving. it's like if I get a text message sometimes of a client wanting to book an appointment, I'm like, oh, okay, I saw that. But then my next client sat down for a haircut. Yeah. I can't answer this. Now I'm in this mode. Yeah. And then I have an hour of in this mode, and I completely forgot about what's on Oops. my phone. <laughs> So. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, thank you so much thank for you. joining me today on Industry Celebrities. Thank I you very much for having you. me. And thank you to everyone listening. Again, if you want to choose what platform to listen to, go to thatkimberly.com and do so. And also, while you're there on either of the podcast platforms, uh, leave a review. Uh, let me know what you think. And until next week, sharing is caring. Thanks. <laughs>